Indeed, we praise Allah. We thank Allah. We glorify Allah. We believe in Him with conviction. We seek His help and guidance. We rely on Him. We call upon Him. We plead to Him. We are turning to Him. <clears throat> and all that we do, we do in His name, for Him and through Him. And we are going towards Him. He is our Lord and our Creator. He is the one who established order in His creation. He is the one who gave you and I numerous, countless opportunities and favors, but also assigned certain duties and responsibilities upon each and every one of us. And you and I need to understand that our noble Sharia says that our responsibilities and duties take precedence over our rights and needs and wishes. <coughs> That's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it. And the moment we understand that, the life that we go through, the challenges of life that we face on daily and weekly and monthly and yearly basis, make more sense to us. And we can actually go through them successfully. We, of course, send salawat and salam upon his final prophet and messenger. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who showed us the way who taught us how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best manner how to conduct ourselves in the best possible way manner how to be good people how to be role models how to be good families happy harmonized families that make happy and good communities. And in this time of the year, you could either talk about self-reckoning, even though it is our, of course, duty and part of our culture and education as Muslims, we have to be aware we are right now in the end part of like we are the month of Rajab is just literally there like a week away from Rajab and that really means two months away from the blessed month of Ramadan it is around the corner <clears throat> but we live in England and therefore we might be conscientious about the Islamic calendar but we mainly follow the Gregorian calendar so this is like the end of the year and we, we are having AGMs. We are writing annual reports. Most of you are CEOs or directors or I don't know, teachers. You are somewhat responsible for something and someone is asking you to summarize your year. I was asked recently, how was your year? That was a very good question, I have to say. And this is the time when we do this, take some time and have this like moment of self-reflection and I like to call it self-reckoning as well not just reflection and contemplation 
This time, do your proper accounts. How was your year? This is the question. It's last week, 52nd week of, the, of this year, 2023. So you think about it. And obviously you know what a sheikh is going to ask you, what he would like to hear, what you experienced in your past 52 weeks, is very much to do with religion and spirituality. That's what I would be interested in. Yes, if you doubled your business or something, alhamdulillah, <clears throat> that's good. You improved in your character. Wow, amazing, brilliant. And I know that there is a maxim in our tradition which says, Man Any one of us who is going downwards, we are not getting better in our behavior, in our character. We run into all sorts of problems. One subsequent thing that will happen is even our provisions will start to shrink, narrow down. Until one day you're really not in control of your emotions and feelings and the last thing you find out is <clears throat> you maybe lost your job or someone left you or something like that. It can happen. So we have the beautiful teachings of Islam that help us to get better year in and year out. That's what the aim is. The goal of this life is to continuously improve. Cycle of continuous professional development. CPD, if you work in any decent institution, they'll make you sign a contract and you have to show them what is your CPD or PDPD is to be called, I remember, personal development program. But now they call it CPD, continuous. And this is what Islam is. And that's exactly how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was. He continuously strove higher and higher and higher spiritually. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirmed it in the Holy Quran by saying, Radiyallahu anhum wa radu anh, wala sawfa yu'atika rabbuka fatarda. And he prayed, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he prayed. This means Allah confirmed that he was pleased with his Prophet and his companions. The only reason why his companions rose to such high ranks too, in other words, his own community, was because their leader was the very best. The best of the best. There was, he was not a shadow, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was a true best man. Best leader, best teacher, best role model, best husband, best father, best statesman, best judge, best everything. Sallallahu alayhi wa And those around him had no choice. If they were not up to certain level, they would feel ashamed. They didn't need to be told off by the Prophet. He never told anyone off to embarrass them. But he did tell people if he saw something wrong. It was part of his mission. And all of us should do the same. So we, are, at this really time, could talk about that. But I don't want to go too much into that because I can see many children in front of me. And that makes me even happier on this blessed and happy day. I'm always happy to see Masjid full, to be frank with you, on any day and hour of the year. <clears throat> but to see many children, and we know why. They have school holiday. So I wanted to share with you one hadith of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Uh, that uh, Imam Ad-Daylami uh, recorded in his book and a couple of other scholars also recorded it from Imam Ali radiallahu ta'ala 
which I read to you. When the Prophet ﷺ advised us, parents, or most of us, to teach our children three qualities or traits. The first one is the love of their messenger, of, he said, of your messenger. Like, teach your children to love your messenger. And Muhammad ﷺ is our messenger. He's the messenger of your children, right? ﷺ. So nowadays, of course, our children have been hearing all those stories about Christmas. Isa, Maryam, marrying Jesus. This and they attended this and that session. I don't know which school your children go to, but most schools in England, uh, that's, you know, this whole time is all about that. And uh, <clears throat> it just happened, like my children uh, happened to go to London a couple of days ago, and they went to Regent's Park Mosque. And on Christmas Day, they prayed Maghrib there, I think, and they heard Imam recite Surah Maryam. And I really liked that. I wish I was there, but I, maybe I'll try to read tonight something about that. That was a beautiful thing to hear, actually. What it is that our Qur'an says about Isa and Maryam, and then what it is that our Prophet said to us we should teach our children as an antidote of maybe what they are exposed to. The antidote of this time is to keep telling your children to love Muhammad That's what it is. We have utmost respect for Isa and Maryam. And I like him reading Surah Maryam or bits from the Quran that talk and venerate, show utmost respect and love and admiration towards Isa ibn Maryam, Isa and Maryam, and their whole family, Al Imran, their fathers and grandfathers and everyone, their whole progeny. And I gave one khutbah about this a couple of years ago, last year. <coughs> But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came after Isa. The only reason why we do love him and marry him and respect them and hold them so high in our tradition is because of the Qur'an and our messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is the time of the year where I want you to keep telling your children to love their messenger, to love our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And not only him, his family too. And if you manage to make your child or children love a whole family, love a family, you shall see what kind of love will penetrate through your own family. If somebody has this good conscious and notion of what the family, real family should be, mom and dad, male and female, mom and dad, yeah? And then children. And then even grandchildren coming to see them. Aunties and uncles. Family unit that we are known for. Our tradition and the family values that we know really well within our Islamic tradition. Are they being lost or challenged and questioned? This is the question. So this hadith will help us to revive that. To tell our children what are the real family values that we uphold as Muslims and they are so dear to us. One of them is to bring the love of Rasulullah into our homes. And not just him, his own family and then our own family will experience wonders. Wonder after wonder, I'm telling you. You can't maybe, arguably, spiritually progress if you haven't done this one proper. 
you still have some grudges towards any member of the Prophet's family or something to do with his Sahaba? That's really big question mark. I'm telling you, you are risking too much. You have to love Rasulullah and his whole family in, in its entirety as being the purest of families. That's what he said when he sat on that black camel and Fatima was there. He read the ayah from Surah Al-Hazab. He said, Allah has purified you. Allah purified his family. Allah. How can you hold a grudge against any one of them? What is going on if you do? So this is what you need to understand. And then what did he link all of that to? Qira'atul Qur'an. Arguably the best form of dhikrullah. Read Qur'an, it's kalamullah. The speech of Allah Almighty, eternal speech. Not me or some other professor from Oxford making things up. No, it's kalamullah that always existed and will exist forever. That's where your teaching and guidance is for you and your family, for your children. Do that and there will be so many great benefits. And I would like to conclude this khutbah by telling those children in front of me a very special story of a man very dear to me. The more I actually befriended that man and worked with, the more I loved him. But I have to tell him that I do love him for Allah's sake, for the sake of Allah. And every week that I befriended him, it's harder for me basically not to love him. It's like impossible, right? So I know why he became so beloved and respected and great and successful. And I'll tell the children now why. And all of you, when he was a child, he went through so much difficulty and didn't have what we call now like necessary basic needs. I got to have my own mobile phone. It has to be Apple iPhone. I have to have this. No, he didn't. <clears throat> His father passed away when he was a child. So he took the role of fatherhood. Didn't have to. Maybe had uncles older than him and other people would have stepped in. But he did it. Allah helped him. And he worked tirelessly, very hard. And he gained the pleasure of his beloved mother. And she prayed to him, but she also brought him up within Islamic spirit. Raised him within the spirit of Islam. And those core Islamic values stayed with him. And when Allah blessed him to get married himself and to have children, he became a successful businessman. Businesses in London. But when it came to his own children and their education and upbringing, he spoke kindly and nicely to his beloved wife. And they agreed, we are moving out of this and I'm selling this business. And I want to have a proper home, proper resources for our own children. Because I know what I have been through. I don't want my kids to go through that. I feel responsible and I feel Allah has given us so much, we can do this. And he's brave enough to make the decision. And he does it. And what does Allah do to him? He opens the doors of barakah for him and his family. He gets involved with one masjid. And he becomes the main chief guardian of that masjid. And looks after it. 
And then Allah opens another door of another masjid and he looks after that masjid until Allah opened the doors for him of this masjid and he looked after it for five full years free of charge as a volunteer. And many people will even not take this responsibility, doesn't matter what you give them, because it's such a high burden. But he took it, Allah opened that for him. And he decided to leave that opportunity, but again for higher goals. Because everything he did, he did right with Adam. With sincerity, I would say, and to his best ability. And then Allah opened now multiple doors for him to excel in what's left of his life. To do what? Inshallah, shelter many Muslim families and many Muslim children in particular, like in solidarity with the children of Gaza and Palestine. And this is where I dedicate this khutbah to, with his permission. And I ask you kindly because he asked me to ask each one of you to forgive him if there was anything between you and him during his tenure. This is our director. For the last five years, he came at the most awkward, unprecedented time ever during COVID. Please forgive him. Pray for him and his beloved family and children. They are all now grown up. He's a grandfather. So please remember this as a principle. When you pray to Allah and you do behave well, Allah opens multiple doors of barakah and opportunities for you one after another and the better you do the opportunities will get better themselves i pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to instill the love of his messenger into our hearts particularly into the hearts of our children and the love of, of allah's messenger's family and also of course the love and also the ability to read and recite the holy quran uh, in which is our guidance and uh, reminder and wisdom and all of it. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept every effort of our director and his family, whole family basically helped. <clears throat> and uh, of course he will be with us, he's not going anywhere. But uh, I really pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he blesses our new director, uh, grants him the same success kind of story, ikhlas, and assistance and that he makes it all easy for him uh, so fruitful for our community here and of course uh, inshallah many other communities can benefit if we are a successful community then only then can we actually be, uh, help another community a neighboring or any community anywhere in the world so i pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, that you all have good time and of course i compliment you and acknowledge you those of you who came with your children as a family to this juma because on this best day of the week, in the best hour of the day, uh, you have chosen the best of places that you potentially could occupy and spend your time in, which is the house of Allah on Friday. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our Juma prayer and this reminder go through our bodies into our spiritual hearts. And I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us our mistakes and shortcomings. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us our mistakes and shortcomings.